Amen, amen. Thank you, praise team. Amen. Many of them, this is the third service, and uh, they've been playing and praising God. And so would you give them a great big appreciation? And uh, Brother Alex is back there sick, and hopefully before the night is through, he'll be healed of his sickness. In Jesus' name, I believe that God can do that. And I believe that God can heal you. I believe that God's going to heal several tonight. And, uh, and I believe that somebody's going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. Now, uh, just to justify those words, I can't heal anybody. And I can't give anybody the Holy Ghost. Okay? I can't save anybody. Only God can. We water and we plant, but it's God that gives the increase. You say, well, pastor, well, then how can I be healed? Well, you activate your faith in God and God will heal you. And you'll activate your faith in God and God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. You say, well, how can I get filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, I, I evangelized a few years and have been to a lot of services and I've seen people get the Holy Ghost out of self-defense. People have been shook, and some say let go, some say hold on. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's, just, it's, it's crazy. But really, the, it's, it's a gift. The Bible calls it the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so that gift is not for you to beg God, God, give me the Holy Ghost, give me the Holy Ghost. All you do is just worship God. But when you repent of your sins, you can't bypass repentance. You've got to repent of your sins, meaning you're going to turn and you're going to change directions. And then you get caught up in worship. And when you start worshiping God, we know the highest form of praise is the word hallelujah. Many times we just say, let's hallelujah. And then God starts taking over your lips. As the Bible says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost as the Spirit gives the utterance. Man can't give the utterance, but the Spirit can. And so you start doing that and God starts giving you a language. And the minute you start, all of a sudden your brain is wanting to have you speak a language you don't know. You stop that because you don't know what that is. Well, God does. I was at a service uh, in Bible college in 1994 and the Spirit of God broke out and people were slaying the Spirit and uh, everybody was speaking in tongues. And I remember this girl... She was speaking in Japanese. And the reason I knew she was speaking in Japanese because there was a girl from Japan and she was translating every word the girl was saying in Japanese. And she was saying, I love you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It was, it was so cool. And when the girl came out of it, I said, I didn't know you knew Japanese. She says, neither do I. <laughs> so when you speak in tongues... Sometimes you will speak in a language like Japanese or Chinese or Vietnamese or Spanish. Or, but then sometimes you'll speak in an unknown tongue, a heavenly language that only God knows. It's not up to us to decide what language and dialect we speak. We just let the Spirit give the utterance. Amen. So I believe that someone's going to get filled with the Holy Ghost tonight. If you need the Holy Ghost, I want to see that happen. If you have your Bibles, John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. Amen. Had a great time at Landmark. And uh, I, I was challenged 
that there was so many miracles that was talked about in the Philippines and uh, all throughout the countries and every miracle that was talked about, I was like, I want that in Tulare. They're talking about big outpourings, the Holy Ghost and all of this. And my brain was thinking, let it happen in Tulare. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's where I got. And I believe that's going to happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. John chapter 5, verse number 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down a certain season in the pool and troubled the water, and whosoever then first uh, after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man had was there which had an infirmity 38 years. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's a long time. 38 years he dealt with it. Some of you are dealing with problems that's been on for a week and you're like, my goodness, can I catch a break? I know I just got over getting sick and now I'm, not getting sick, I'm getting healed. I'm like, my goodness. But this cat, 38 years, it's a long time. But when Jesus saw him lie, not lie verbally, but lying down, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? That's where I want to talk about tonight. Wilt thou be made whole? Turn to that person next to him, look in the eye, and ask him that question. Wilt thou be made whole? God bless you, may be seated in Jesus' name. Because in reality, that question is totally dependent upon us. If we don't have faith to be healed, guess what? Not gonna be healed. If we don't have faith that God can fill us with the Holy Ghost, not gonna get the Holy Ghost. If we don't have faith in prayer, we don't pray. If we don't have faith that there's a God, we don't believe it. Everything is dependent upon faith. Isn't there an old song that says faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Can I tell you, Jesus looked at them and said, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, has anybody ever seen a mustard seed? Very small. 
The only way that I was able to see it is I taped it to a white piece of paper and I was able to see that small seed. And the Lord said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to that mountain, be thou removed. I'm here today to tell somebody, you don't need big faith. You just need little faith in a big God because God can. Can I tell you, faith is the ability to trust what we can't see. Because if we could see it through the natural eye, if we could see it physically, then it wouldn't be faith. There's a lot of people out there in this world that do not understand why you go to church. That does not understand when it's Super Bowl Sunday, why aren't you home watching the game? They do not know why in the world you bring your tithe and you pay your offerings. Notice I didn't say pay your offerings. If you paid your offerings, that'd mean that'd be yours. It's God. But they don't have faith. Only faith they have is their talents and their abilities. But I know that I'm, my talent, my ability is not anything. I have faith and trust in a God that can help me in the area of finances. I have faith and ability and trust in God that can help me in my physical body. I have faith to believe that there is a God. In Genesis 1-1, you have to have faith to believe in the beginning God. If you don't believe those first words, you won't believe anything else in the Bible. Well, I don't believe in a God because... I've never seen him. He's never physically, audibly talked to me. Well, that's why faith has to kick in. Faith has to believe in something they can't see and something that does not make sense. You just need a little bit of faith in a great big God that can help you. Help you in your marriage, help you in your home, and help you in your relationships. Because what faith does is faith sees through the eyes of the Spirit, not through the eyes of flesh. Because flesh says, I'm tired. Flesh says, I'm sick. Brother Alex tonight was playing. And he's been sick. His wife said, go home. You don't feel good. But his spiritual man says, uh-uh, I'm staying. There's something about faith that'll kick in and say, God, I'm in need of help. Does anybody believe in a God like that? <laughs> Somebody's lift up your voice right now. 
Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift up your voice right now. I don't know what you need. I don't know what you're going through, but somebody needs to lift up their voice in faith. Faith in a God that can get you out. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, faith is not dependent on these. Faith is not dependent on this. Well, if they'd sing that song one more time, I'll take off running. If Hector does a drum roll one more time, I may do a dance. See, many times, we worship, and there's nothing wrong with the music, but we worship to the beat of the music. When was the last time somebody ran the aisles over Amazing Grace? When was the last time somebody just had a Holy Ghost breakout on an old song that says, I shall not be moved? You've got to learn to worship God when nobody's around. You've got to learn to worship God when the lights are out and you don't feel anything. That's when you've got to worship God because that's when faith steps in. Years ago, my back was out and I've told that story many times, but you got to forgive pastor because I'm getting old and I repeat things. But this is a good one to repeat. Okay? I had faith in a God that could heal. Even though I was walking like this. Even though my wife said, would you just straighten up already? I said, I can't. And I was in severe pain. And the only comfort I could have is to lay down flat on my back and put my feet up on a chair. Millers could agree to that. We played cards many times at my house and I laid there on the ground with my feet up. First time we bought a house, we were at the design center and I laid down there on the ground with my feet up at the design center because that was the only relief that I could get. Because I had severe pain and the doctor said, you could have surgery. You could have cage fusion surgery and it could fix the herniated disc and the disc bulge in the LS1 region. And I was like, okay. I said, yeah, whatever that means. And I was like, well, let me ask you this. Will I be 100% better? And the doctor said, well, what may take for Eddie may not work for you. So I can't give you a guarantee. 
They are medical practitioners. Means they practice medicine. They try you out. And I didn't want anybody cutting me up. And if you've ever been cut up and done that, well, that's okay. I'm not saying you don't have faith. But I was like, I don't want to go through that. So I came over here. It was a Wednesday night. And I just started praying, God, I know you're a healer. God, you've healed a lot of people. I sure would like you to heal me. I don't want that cage fusion surgery. God, I'll believe you're a healer if you heal my body. Everybody prayed a prayer like that? God, if you'll make a way for me, I'll believe in you. God, if you'll give me a pay increase on my job, I'll bring my tie to you. God, if you give me more hours, I'll be more faithful. We always put God like he's our servant. If you do this, God, I'll believe. But I pray, God, if you heal my back, I will believe. But all of a sudden, I felt faith kick in, Brother McIntosh. And I said, God, if you don't heal my back, I'll still believe you're a healer. God, if you don't heal me, I'll still preach that you're a healer. And guess what happened? A big old lightning bolt from heaven. I fell down on the ground. I felt electricity go. No, I didn't. I didn't feel anything. I was like, man, my prayers are powerful. <laughs> Don't let me pray for you. <laughs> it was Wednesday night. I go home. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I go to my in-law's house, and we're eating lunch. And as we're eating, I just kind of went, and I didn't feel any kind of pain. And I took off running. I came back in, huffing and puffing, and my wife goes, why'd you do that? I said, because I can because God healed me. What are you saying, pastor? I'm telling you, when you activate faith and you step out by faith, it doesn't make sense. You may not understand it, but when you take steps towards faith, God starts to recognize. And some of you need to activate faith tonight. I said, some of you need to activate faith tonight. Mark 10, 27, Jesus said, with men, it's impossible. But not with God. You've got to understand that not with God. Doctor said cage fusion, but God said, uh-uh. You ain't going to need cage fusion. You just need a dose of the Holy Ghost. You need to see the way I see. Can I tell you that all things are possible with God. All things are possible. I believe that. It's all about faith. Wow. Thank God I've got a cup of water and two, whatever those are, cough drops. My mind went blank. Hallelujah, that's faith right there. I was hoping that it happened. I'm telling you, 
It seems like when we take steps towards God and we make declarations, can I tell you the enemy cannot read your mind? God can. God's all-knowing. God's everywhere. But the devil is not everywhere. He's not omnipresent. And he is an all-knowing. But he is, the Bible says, the prince of the air. And so when we speak things that travel up towards heaven, it breaks through the prince of air. And so when you make a statement, I'm going to be faithful to God. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to start to pray. I'm going to start to fast. I'm going to start to bring my tithe. I'm going to start to be faithful. And all of a sudden, you get the enemy mad at you. And there's a target on you. And then you start to face attacks. It's pretty crazy how that works. We leave a red hot Sunday night service feeling like God has done wonderful things. But the moment we get out there, he tries to take all that joy away, all that victory away. That's why we got to make up our mind. I don't walk by sight. I walk through faith. There's something powerful about faith. So John 1 or John 5, 1 says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. I think I did a study this one time. That if you look up the meaning of Bethesda, it means the house of mercy. And Jesus is making his way to the house of mercy. I don't know about you tonight, but I'm thankful to be in the house of mercy today. I didn't get here by my looks and my talents or my abilities, but I'm here tonight in the house of mercy. David said, his mercy endures forever and ever. And we've stepped in to the house of mercy. And the Bible says in verse three, and there lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. Desperate people with desperate needs. They're in bad shape and they're waiting for the troubling of the water. And they're waiting on others to help them to get them in contact with Jesus. I don't know how you rolled in here tonight, but you're here tonight. I don't know all the attacks that hell has sent your way and all the battles you've been fighting. Can I tell you, the enemy's greatest attack is right here in your mind. Fear, anxiety, Stress, worry, doubt, confusion. The enemy's attacking your mind and therefore attacking your faith. 
and you get into your brain, man, nobody cares. Nobody understands. I don't know where to turn. But I've got news for you. You're here tonight in the house of mercy where God is, where God dwells. And the mere fact that you're here, you need to understand and realize that God has your answer, your breakthrough, your healing, everything you need right here in the house of mercy. Praise God. Jesus rolls up, we know the story. He looks at this guy, 38 years. Come here, Brother Eddie. I won't have you stand on this pulpit tonight, but I'll have you lay down right here. He, he, he was so incredible at Landmark, he got to stand on top of the pulpit. Over 6,000 people. Preacher said, come on up. But Jesus comes up and looks at this guy 38 years. Jesus knew he'd been here a long time. And he looks at him and he asks him an incredibly profound question. He knows that he's in bad, dire need. He knows he's in need of a miracle and God asks him, wilt thou be made whole? What was his response? Well, there's nobody, nobody here will bring me to the water when the waters are troubling and when the waters are troubling, Somebody else beats me. And Jesus could have said, that's some bad news. You're in bad shape. You ain't getting your miracle today. But thank God that God doesn't just leave us there. Because God looks at him. Here's the cans. Here's the past Complaints. The preacher didn't shake my hand. They didn't sing the right song. They didn't love me enough. I wasn't, as Bishop talked about, I wasn't being fed. It's your fault. Jesus could have said, it's your fault, dude. But he said, hey, wilt thou be made whole? He made an excuse and Jesus said, you know what? Arise, take up your bed, and walk. That's what Jesus said. Take up your bed and walk. You're here tonight in the house of mercy. And I told you on the onset of this message, I can't heal you. I can't have faith for you. I believe that you can get it. I have faith that you can get it. But my faith alone is not going to get the job done. You've got to activate faith and hear what the preacher's saying. Bible talks about preaching. Preaching does something to us. 
It gets in our spirit. We're saved by the foolishness of preaching. When you think about it, preaching's pretty foolish sometimes. People wear cowboy hats. People scream. People say things that don't even make sense. We're saved by the foolishness of preaching. And faith ignites, preaching ignites faith. It really does. If you will understand tonight what the Bible says is that every man has been given the measure of faith. I had somebody ask me, Brother Gilbert, well, Pastor, how much faith do you know you have? It's a great question, right? And my reply was, you never know how much faith you have until it's, you're tried. Until you have a need. And if you have a need and you're up against something, you have a choice to make. Am I going to choose the world's method or am I going to have faith in a God? Am I going to choose Jack Daniels and Jim Beam or am I going to choose the Prince of Peace and the King of Kings? We all got to activate faith because everybody has the measure of faith. And I believe tonight that God can heal you and that God can set you free. Anybody believe that tonight? Amen. Healings are going to take place. We are going to be passing out again. Aprons, handkerchiefs. These are for you. The ones we did a couple Sundays ago were you to pass out. But everybody's going to get one tonight. And that one, if you'll activate faith, God will turn some things around in your life. Bishop talked about that he's had one for years in his billfold. Matter of fact, if he broke out his billfold, it's probably still in there. It's a great thing for those of you that are always struggling against finances. Put that in faith there in your checkbook and prove God. Those of you that have problems sleeping, put this in your pillowcase. Those of you that got backaches or whatever, apply it where you need it. I believe we have one in the front door of our house, I believe, somewhere, where you walk in and there's a prayer cloth because we want people to feel Jesus. We want them to know that there is somewhere they can turn to. And it's to a God. This says, Acts chapter 19, 11 through 12, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto them sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Faith in not what we can do, but faith in a God that can see us through. And so I believe tonight that there are going to be those that are going to be healed. But you've got to have that same faith and that same understanding that God can do it for you. See, we have faith for others. But I'm not talking about others tonight. I'm talking about you tonight. Because some of you have been praying, God, I need you to come through for me. 
God, I need you to heal me today, God. I need this, I need that. And tonight, I'm challenging somebody to activate your faith and believe that God can make a way for you. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number three. He is despised and rejected of men. Sorry, sissy, I didn't give this to you. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. You look that up. He took on, he borne our sicknesses and diseases. That's what he's talking about. Jesus Christ took all the suffering, all the pain, all the hurt, all the disappointments, everything. He took it on himself. Verse five says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Not shall be, not might be, but Jesus said, are healed. And God has come to heal your body and to heal your mind and deliver you and make a way for you. I just need some men and some women that'll agree with pastor and activate your faith and say, I believe that God can do it for me. Somebody lift up your voice in this house right now. Come on, lift up your voice right now. God has heard every one of your prayers. Hallelujah, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. I feel something beginning to move and operate in this house. Activate your faith. Activate your faith. He's designed this service for you. He's orchestrated this service for you. The question is, Will thou be made whole? <laughs> Come on, that's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the naysayers are saying. Today's your day for your miracle. Today's your day for your healing. Today's a new day. You're in the house of mercy. Hallelujah. 
Activate your faith. Activate your faith. Come on, I know you prayed a lot of prayers. I know you've asked God a lot of times, but right now in this house, the house of mercy, the healer, the deliverer is in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I challenge you. Take a step of faith. See what God will do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Holy Ghost. If you need a healing in your body, I challenge you right now. Step up, stand up, raise your hands, and just worship God. I don't have to lay my hand on you. Nobody else has to lay their hand on you. But if you'll take a step towards God, maybe it's step out of your aisle and raise your hand and raise your voice. God is going to heal you. You will not be bound by this any longer. This will not beat you down any longer. But God is going to step in. Hallelujah. By the power and the authority that is in the name of Jesus. Be thou healed. Be thou set free. Be thou delivered. It will not hinder you anymore. It will not attack you anymore. You're coming out of this. Come on, somebody turn that into worship. Somebody turn that into praise. Come on, I know it sounds strange. I know it sounds radical. I know it doesn't make sense in your mind, but we're in the house of mercy tonight and the waters are troubled. Jesus is here. Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. Sharakaya Torasata. Hikarayana Yara 
my soul. I'm coming out of this. I'm breaking out of this. I will not be held captive any longer by anxiety and fear and stress and worry. I'm coming out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Now I want you to lay your hand on that person next to you, beside you, in front of you. And I want you to pray over them. I want you to speak a word over them. Oh God, tonight, open up their eyes. Let them see through the eyes of faith. Let them see through the eyes of faith. Let them know. Let them understand that you're fighting for them. You're fighting for them. By the power and the authority that is in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. That's the Lord. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the power of God. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I believe God. I believe you could do it. I believe you could do it, God. I believe you're fighting for me. Hallelujah. Sharakaya Torasi. Oh, I trusted you. I believe in you. Nobody like you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody's being healed right now. Somebody's being delivered right now. Somebody's being set free right now. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, that's it. Keep praying, keep believing. Oh, yes, God, yes, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you need the Holy Ghost and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I want you to line up right here. If you want the Holy Ghost, Hallelujah.
You girls have the Holy Ghost? Would you like the Holy Ghost? Okay. If you need the Holy Ghost, come up right here. If you have the Holy Ghost, no. Tonight's your night. Come right here, ladies. Keep praying. Keep praying. Okay, here's what's going to happen. Raise your hands and worship God. Okay, when I lay my hands on, you're going to speak in time. God's doing a special work. He's doing a special work. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just love the Lord. I love you, God.